Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you, which is The Destined Life. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. I'm your host, Destiny Harris. today we have an amazing episode can you introduce yourself let the audience know who you are sure listen first i want to thank you for this opportunity my name is clifton pettyjohn and i teach creators how to transform their lives through embracing the totality of their best self. And I'm sure we'll talk about the best self throughout the conversation, but I'm a person who loves to have fun, enjoy life while fulfilling purpose. So I'm excited to be with you on today. Yes, that's good, that's good. Uh, But our first segment, we have Get It Off Your Chest. We've done this before. Um, And we're gonna ask you, what what do you wanna get off your chest today? I think the thing that I want to get off my chest today, I woke up this morning with this real heavy on me today, and I just hate to see people hurt in our in our world, whether it's physical hurt, emotional hurt, psychological hurt, even spiritual hurt. I hate to see people going through various things. And I understand that we have to go through various things. You know, it teaches us lessons. We become the examples for others. I understand all of that. But right now I have two people that are very close to me that are in the process of being healed from cancer. They have two separate cancers. And I really have developed a hatred for cancer because of the pain that it causes a lot of families and a lot of people. So I guess that's the thing that I would have to get off my chest on today because that's been something I've been riding around today, just thinking about and just, you know, in my in my bag, as you would say, concerning it. Yeah. Um that's that's something I feel like I'm glad you were real about that because I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure a lot of other people feel the same way. Uh, you know, a lot of with COVID and just yes. people right now, illness and stuff, like it's just, it's been a lot on everybody. Yes. That's why I had this segment, just to get it off which I say it, whether it's negative or not. That's the same thing when you're talking to God. God doesn't want you to just talk to him in his positive way. Yeah, I just know everything's going to work out. He's like, I want to hear your words too. I want to hear your cry. I want to hear what you're feeling for real. You know, he's like, I know what you're feeling. You know, don't lie to me, you know. You right. lie to don't lie to me, you know. But um, right. I feel like today I woke up this morning. Um, well, I went to bed last night upset with myself because yesterday mm. was like an emotional roller coaster. I was like really upset. And then I was good. And then it went back down again. And um, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling good yesterday. And um, I realized that, you know, today is a new day. You can start over. Yes. You know, so I guess that's my yes. new revelation. I just got that. Like, you could just start over. It's not the end of the world. Um, so I'm just good. I'm glad that I'm doing back to myself and I'm feeling a little bit better, but I still, you know, I don't feel all the way pleased with what I've been doing. And, you know, you just kind of could, I was just tearing myself up last night. I was just like, you know, I'm just horrible of this, that. And then I was like, you got to stop that. So, but today yes. I'm feeling 
edit. I'm glad to be able to back recording and doing stuff for the podcast because my podcast, I feel like that's my escape. I just love doing it. It's so much fun. Yeah. I'm glad God called me to do it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, can I say can I say something real quick yes, before we yes, move yes. on about that segment? What I love about that segment is is that segment requires you to get in touch with the essence of who you are. Sometimes yeah. we think and this is why I use the term best self versus better self because sometimes the concept of a better self kind of causes us to ignore what we've defined as negative, but best self teaches us to be honest about those feelings we're having, to be honest about those spaces we're in. And then once we're honest about them, what lesson did we pause and learn from those? What makes the next day a better day? What can we even take from that day to bring into the next day to create a better day the next day? So I love that segment because it, it embodies the whole best self concept. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. That was something I came up with. Well, I got it from my sister because my sister, she does this with acting. They do oh, this because awesome. uh, it's I only did this like once before, but I love it. I just like when you're just able to say it. And I also love it when I have new people on that I've never met before because we never talked, you know, before. No. So it's just kind of cool to be able to see what's going on. And it helps you to be able to feel more relaxed when you just say it and get it yes. off your chest. Yes. Um, I wanted to talk about self-love on today. I was talking yeah. about, <laughs> you know, I just said how last night I was tearing myself up. I was upset, you know, angry. I wasn't hating myself, but I was just like, I just had a moment. But uh, there are people out there who don't love who they are. They just, they don't love themselves. They cry when they see themselves in the mirror. And I know that because I used to live that. Huh. So I want to ask you, before we get into that, I want to ask you, what is self-love for those people who don't really know? Self-love is the ability to look in a mirror that I'm going to leave it right there. And here's why I say it's the ability to look in a mirror. And I would put up, put up there without judgment because many times when we look in a mirror, unless, you know, we all dolled up or whatever, we begin to judge the reflection that's coming back at us. And we never really see what's really in the mirror because now all the thoughts that are going through our mind is, well, I wonder what other people think about when they look at me. Well, two weeks ago, somebody said something in a conversation, and I wonder if they were talking about me because I was kind of feeling that way about myself anyway. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm too skinny. Well, there's a stretch mark here. There's a discoloration here. All of those judgmental thoughts that we think towards ourselves. Self-love is the ability to see beauty within what you once saw as a limitation in yourself. I love that. That was an amazing answer. Um, you said what, okay, when it comes to self-love and you can, and okay, let me see how to say this. When you mm -hmm. see somebody, how can you tell that they, they love themselves? Like, what does that look like? What does self-love look like? And see that that's the thing about self-love. Self-love self -love looks different to each and every one of us because right. many times we assume because somebody has learned how to present themselves in public, they look good in public, the way that we define looking good. Their hair is already always done. Their makeup is always on fleek. You know, their outfit 
oh, it's fire. Their footwork is fire. Everything looks wonderful. It looks great. And in our mind, we think that is the reflection of self-love. And I'm very big on keeping yourself the very upkeep of yourself. And we do need to do that because self-care is very, 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 very important. And I say that to men as well, manies, petties, all of that stuff is important because this is a vessel that God has given us and we need to make sure we're taking care of it. But when we look at self-love, to me, it's a deeper, 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 deeper connection with it. And it's what's your emotional state? What is your psychological state? What is your state with yourself? And that's sometimes hard to see. Yes. Um, when you, there are people who have, uh, like myself, I'm a person, um, I don't mind getting in front of other people to mm -hmm. speak. And to, uh, cause you know, I grew up in church. I sing in front mm -hmm. of everybody. So everybody mm -hmm. just like, Oh, you know, she good. But they didn't know that I, what I was dealing with. It wasn't yeah. until later on. And everyone's like, well, I thought you were, you know, because you yeah. were, and I'm like, that don't, I realized that <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Those yeah. are the main people you have, you actually have to watch out for. Absolutely. Those people who talk the most are the ones that are going through the most sadly, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, that's just something. So, um, I want to, Okay, I'm sorry. I got like messed up. I thought my thing went away. So mm -hmm. when it comes to the journey, because that's something I actually want to, um, I want my listeners to be able to go for this summer is to love themselves. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I want to go out and date, get all these other people. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I want you to take time for yourself. Before yeah. you, I feel like before someone can come into my area, come into me, I want to make sure that I'm okay and I'm not bringing you into chaos and, you know, yes. messing up somebody else's mental you know, thing, you know, bring them in. So what is, how did you start self-love? Like, how do you even go for that? I think that with me, when it came to self-love, uh, it kind of was in, I'm going to say it in the sense of, it wasn't a journey that I wanted to do intentionally. It wasn't intentional for me in the beginning. Okay. Um, self-love came by way of me always finding myself in these spaces where I could be around a group of people, but still feel alone, or I could be around myself and still feel alone. And I remember that I used to externalize a lot of things. So everything was the problem around me or everything around me was the reason why I was going through certain things. And I never wanted to take that journey to internalize things because I really didn't want to face myself because the reality was I didn't like myself. I hit the age of 30 and I remember, I think I was around 25. Um, I went before I hit the age of 30 story around 25. I went to my pastor at the time and I was telling him, I remember having a conversation with myself at night because I was a very accomplished young man. You know, I was working in the nonprofit and, you know, making impacts in a lot of young people's lives and families' lives. And everybody loved Mr. Cliff. Everybody loved Mr. Cliff. And I remember laying on my bed one night because I would be successful and help other people and go home at night and cry myself to sleep. And I remember one night I was having a conversation with myself and I said, Ugh, I hate Mr. Cliff. And a lot of people thought, I tell this story all the time. A lot of people think, well, that's weird. How does, and I use it, I say Clifton hated Mr. Cliff. 
And I remember telling my pastor about it. He was, you know, the, the, the um, concept he took it from was the responsibility that was on Mr. Cliff. But it was deeper to me at that moment than the responsibility that was on Mr. Cliff. It was as if I felt like I was pretending because Mr. Cliff's persona or presentation was one of somebody who really loved himself, had all of the answers, had all of the solutions. He was reliable. He was dependable. He was the one you could count on. But the reality was I couldn't even count on myself for me. So it started around the age of 25, but I ignored it for another four or five years or so. But when I hit the age of no, 29, I made up in my mind that my 30s were going to be devoted to me. My 30s were going to be devoted to me. And the first person I was going to say yes to was going to be myself, even if I had to say no to someone that it may hurt, because now I have to build myself up the way that I have been helping build other people up. Wow, that was, it was... Wow, it was a lot being said there. Yeah. Let me let me see, because I wanted to add, there's a couple questions that came to mind when you were sure. saying that those people out there who are uh, very well known and you know, there are a lot of uh, actors and people who are mm -hmm. like I was thinking about Robin Williams. Oh. I don't know if you yes, Robin Williams, he he's hilarious, you know, and a really good actor, you know, and then when he committed suicide, everybody was like, What? You know, it was a shock to a lot of people. Just, you know, he's gone now. And I feel like that's, um, it's just sad. And those people out there who, you know, may look like they're doing great, may look like they're doing awesome. Those are the main ones you have to watch out for, like I said before. And for those people who keep, who have this persona or this, this look of, you know, they look good all the time. They're always good. Do you feel like it's faking or do you feel like that's just who they are? Like, how does that even work with that? Because I don't, some people can't really understand that. I, I used to think it was faking. I did. Okay. Cause that's how I judge myself. Mm -hmm. I judge myself from, from a space of fa um, faking. But what I also had to learn was that was a coping mechanism for me. And it also is an intertwinement or a fight between purpose and what you're actually going through and where that disconnect is. So they keep going back and forth at war and back and forth at war. And sometimes with me, it was, if I can project this into your life, then I can get a little bit of relief in my life because even though I can't feel the relief in my life, I don't want you to go through what I'm going through. I believe with Rob, Robin Williams, I just want to make you laugh. I'm sitting at home going through in the middle of the night, but if I know I was making you laugh, then that gives some type of sense of purpose to my life. And, and many times those of us that are gifted, that are talented, that are creators, we struggle so much with developing the relationship with ourselves because we are taught to create from not within ourselves, from without of ourselves versus creating within. So we create, 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 come home. 
in those dark moments, you know, I always tell people it's, it's the dark times that we sometimes run from, but we need that the most. Why? I know a lot of people don't know this, probably telling my age here, I'm 41, but back in the day, we didn't have where you could take your cell phone and take a picture. As a matter of fact, in high school, I had a pager. Some of you don't know about a pager, but we're not talking about that right now. But I had a pager in high school. You know, the phones weren't as smart as they are now. So when we took pictures, you took Polaroid pictures that when they came out, you had to shake them a little bit or let yeah. them sit for a little bit. And they would what? Develop or you took pictures and they would have to hang the pictures in what was called a dark room so that the picture would take time to develop. Some of us have learned to be such great creators that we find ourselves escaping dark room experiences with ourselves because we're so busy creating that we're never giving ourselves the time to develop within ourselves in those dark spaces. We use those dark spaces to beat ourselves up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, many times that's, we, that's how you learn who you are. Mm -hmm. When you're those those times of isolation. Mm -hmm. I think it was a couple of episodes ago, I gave people the, uh, the homework to go into uh, isolation, to be by yourself for mental independence. Because mm -hmm. I said that many people, they're dependent on everyone else's, their opinions in order for them to drive. Like how you would say with Robin mm -hmm. Williams and, you know, we're talking about how, you know, inspiring other people. Okay, well, I can get them to do this, them. And it's like, no, I need you. And nobody else likes you. Nobody else. If it's just you yes. and God, are you okay? You know? Yes. And I said, that's what I feel defines a true adult is that you have to be able to be by yourself. Unfortunately, yeah. like, you know, you hate that, but it's like, yeah. you got to. You got to know how to do, because I'm telling you, you will lose yourself, you know, and that's why people get so hurt when they lose people and different things. Did you want to say something to that? I, I was, you, I was just totally agreeing with you is that you really have to learn how to be, you know, to, to function by yourself, because sometimes if we're not careful, we've been programmed to think that being alone is dysfunctional. So we spend our whole life in pieces and fragments of relationships because we've been taught that you need to be in a relationship. That's what's going to complete you. You need to be in a relationship. That's what's going to complete you. But we don't understand that maybe if I learn how to complete and embrace the totality of who I am, I just might attract healthier relationships. It helps you to love yeah yes 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 I, I i just it just when you said that it just really sparked that in me so i was just like yeah so yeah true. i feel like it, it definitely helps you a lot better there are these mm -hmm. revelations and stuff that i've learned about myself that people don't learn until yeah. they're in their 90s you know yes. they're older and you know yes. they're just and they're like oh, okay well now i oh i didn't know i like this i didn't know i you know like that um when it comes to your mindset and changing your mindset to I love me, even though deep down you hate me, what is the what is the mindset? How do you change that? Because that's just, that could be crazy for a lot of people to think. I love who I am and I love what I do and I'm confident. That's that could be weird for me. That was weird to say. So how can you change your mindset? Like, how do you even go about doing that? 
And that's a journey. That's a process. And it is a getting to know that it's okay and not prideful to say that and not prideful to manifest that. And God's not going to be angry with you because he said that, because I could talk for days about, you know, self-confidence, because in my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, you're telling me that the creator of all creators took time to create me. Okay. He created me. He breathed the breath of life into me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then he placed himself inside of me but I'm supposed to not think highly of myself. To me, that's disrespectful to him. Now I do get the balance that I get all of that, but sometimes what has happened, I'm a very literal person. So me being a literal literal person, it took me a while to grasp the concept of what real humility was because I thought real humility was you sit in the back of the room when you come, you don't answer unless you're called upon. Even if you have the solution that's needed, you don't speak up unless they want you to speak up. When in reality, that's not real humility. Real humility show means that I show up in the power and the authority that has been designated to me. And I don't show up and like, Hey, I'm here. I'm the one that you need. You know, I don't have to show up loud and boisterous, but I position myself for you to understand that what was created inside of me is now available to you. If you are available to receive it, to give you the solution strategies, techniques, and answers that you need. Yeah. Um, okay. You said it's like so much, so much. Oh, when it comes to being <laughs> humble, I talked about how yeah. in order for you to truly be humble, you have to be confident yes. in who you are yes. because there are people, their humility is actually, they think it's humility. They think it's being humble, but really it's just insecurity. Yes, absolutely. So I gave the example, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm a singer and let's say that there's some amazing singers on stage and they invite me up and I'm like oh no I'm fine I'll just sit back here you know I think I'm being humble but really deep down inside I feel like I don't belong up there so that's the reason why I sat back and it's just like true humbleness is when you're confident like I know I can go up there and I know I can do what I you know do what I do but I'm just you know I'm just gonna let y'all I'm fine you know but you have to you have to truly be confident in who you are that's why I wanted to achieve self-love and uh you know making sure that people are you know, loving who they are. So uh, when it comes to self-love, we talk about surroundings. Let's talk about mm-hmm. surroundings. Okay. Yeah, people around you. Cool. So the people that I had around me, uh, I remember I started back in middle school. By the way, I'm 19. So I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So back in middle <laughs> school, uh, I got rid of all my friends. I just kind of went oh, wow. away from them. Mm-hmm. Because I, I I hate middle school. I don't even like going by that place. It's just, I was in depression and just, it was just I the worst. You. I just mm. did not like those years. But um, I remember mm. being around these people who didn't really love me, that didn't really care about me. They were always about, they were always talking about drama. And it was just so aggravating. I was like, oh my gosh, before I used to love drama. Like, I used to love like, oh, what's going on? And now it's just like, <laughs> that's super childish, whatever. Yeah. So when it comes to people who are trying to achieve self-love, when it comes to their surroundings, are there things that they need to get rid of or things that they need to take in or, you know, what is your advice on that? 
I definitely agree with what you did, cutting all of that off. Uh, one of the things that I tell people as well, if you're going to do a major cutoff, because I have uh, friends like this too, and I laugh at them, and it's, it's an understanding we have. They go through various seasons where they're like, cut everybody off. Like I'm, And they'll be like, in this season, I'm not playing. And I'm like, yo, you done had 15 seasons this year. So it's like a running joke with it. But I get that concept. And I, I tell people to take it one step farther than that, because sometimes what we do is we cut off the, the people that are external, but we don't cut off the source that we provided to them that drew us to them. Um, it's kind of like um, kryptonite, like with Superman, whenever Superman was around kryptonite, he would get weak. Well, to me, I'm sitting there thinking, well, if that's the case, why didn't Superman ever work on whatever was inside of him that kind of allowed kryptonite to be attracted to him? And with me, what I would do is I would eliminate, listen, this is it. I don't got time for you. You're not about the life that I'm about. But the reality was in those times and spaces, I, I wasn't about the life that I was about. It's kind of like that whole, Lord, I'm praying that you remove everybody in my life that's against me and then you wake up and you're no longer there because it's you know <laughs> the things that you've allowed to be established within you so the thing that I had to begin to do was to uh, get myself around people that got on my nerves sometimes and some people are like I don't want to be around people that get on my nerves and when I say get on my nerves it's those people that are going to hold me accountable to making sure that I am developing that self-love. I'm a big proponent of coaches and pastors and therapists and whatever type of community you build. Because I tell you, any coach, any pastor, any therapist that's worth their salt is always going to lead you back to you. They're not gonna lead you to an answer that's outside of you. I believe that when we were created, I just talked about how God stepped and placed himself inside of us. And it is my belief that our best self is a journey back to who we were at creation. I believe that we have the ability to provide answers to ourselves inside of us, but we've been programmed not to trust ourselves so much that when we do answer ourselves, we judge it. And because we judge it, now we're like, I don't know what to do. That's like one of the biggest curse words or curse phrases that I've ever heard. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The reality is that we do many times, we do majority of the time know what to do, but we're just not trusting the internal what to do in the eternal, I guess the internal eternal, what to do. So I had to get around people in space in spaces that were now going to hold me accountable, not try to give me answers and solutions, but make me mature to the space where I could have a conversation with myself, myself, give me the answer, the God in me, give me the answer, give yeah. me the answer. I no longer judge that and no longer depend on that from an external source. I love it. 
it's just so much. I feel like I'm definitely going to have to go back and listen to this episode to really, because you said a lot. It's probably going to be later. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you said all that. You know, because oh, you. your your words, they have power. They have, um, there's a lot of meaning within it. Oh, um, when it, you said, you said that you need to work on yourself there. Uh, you would, you may attract things that are not right. Like, okay, you yeah. have to ask yourself, okay, why do these people keep coming to you? Those people who talk about drama, those yeah. people who are negative, just negative all the time. Why are they even comfortable enough to even go with you and be comfortable to hang around you all the time? <laughs> and I feel like one of the common misconceptions about self-love is that people feel that self-love is just, oh, you know, I'm great, I'm awesome. But it's also asking yourself, what's wrong with me? What do I need to work on? That was something I had to do, uh, was to realize that sometimes I'm wrong. Maybe I'm the one that, you know, I'm probably the one that led them to be like that, you know? And you have to ask yourself those questions and be real with yourself. Yeah. We have a, another segment um, in my show called, uh, What is Self-Care for You? right now and people think self-care is just, you know, the Manny petties and, you know, <laughs> going to the spa. But I said self-care might be you need to go work out. Self-care might yeah, be, uh, you need to go to work and get a job because you are you need to take care of yourself and you have to yeah. be able to do that. So when it comes to asking yourself questions and really, um, you know, working on yourself, how can people do that? How can people see what the wrong of it? How do people see the wrong of it? Is that, that's the question. Uh, first, I say um, I'm big on words and I know a lot of people will never see it if we use that word wrong. And, and I get what, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what I've learned to, to use it as, as, okay, what is your, what are your strengths and what are your areas that you, we need to fine tune and perfect, or we need to fine tune and find a way to plug them in, in a more positive manner. But you have to be willing to have those conversations. You have to be real with yourself. I can sit down with myself and, and, and it's sometimes it's hard because we haven't had many safe spaces. I always make sure that when people sit down with me, you're in a safe space. You are a safe, you're in a safe space and we can talk about anything. There's, there's nothing off limits when people sit down and talk to me. And I, and the funniest thing that happens to me, and I love this is people will say, uh, I'm not a person that opens up much. And within 10 minutes, you're telling me all of your business. And I don't take that lightly. I don't take it lightly because I understand that's the position that I take as a safe space. So what you have to begin to do, because some people say, I am a safe space. People open up to me all the time. But have you been a safe space for yourself? Do you feel safe enough around yourself to share your most intimate feelings, thoughts, behaviors, all of those things, can you share that with you without feeling judged? And it took me a while to get there, but I, the conversations I can sit and have with myself, I end up leaving blessed from because I understand that there's a place I can pour that out to me and not be judged. And that's what everybody needs. Until you are really ready to have those raw excuse me, those raw type of conversations, there are dimensions of you that you will never unlock. 
that and that affect you professionally it affect you spiritually it affect you emotionally it affect your career it affect you financially because you're allowing yourself to be locked somewhere and here's the crazy thing about it when you really think about it because some people might say I'm not afraid to have conversations with myself. I was present when I did and said everything or thought everything that I said, thought, or did. But the reality is there are some things that we have disconnected ourselves from that we need to reconnect ourselves with through those conversations. I don't believe there's anything more powerful than conversation. And that's just because I am I consider myself a conversationalist and I've seen people healed and experience deliverance and experience breakthrough and miracles and all of that just through conversation because there are things that they've blocked out that they didn't realize were needed right now in order for them to be effective. So my encouragement to everybody is get to that place where you just feel free enough where I'm gonna have this conversation with me and you have that conversation with you and remove every excuse because it's getting rid of those excuses that's gonna cause you to face you in it. Because some of us will say, that's right, I did. I did what I did, but I only did that because, no, let's get rid of the but because, and let's focus on you doing that, owning it and seeing, okay, why why did I do it? What made me do it? And then I want you to look at it from this, this standpoint too, because sometimes we've been so programmed negatively and we have to take responsibility for those negative things we've done. But you need to understand too, this is how powerful purpose is. This is how powerful decisions is. This is how powerful God is ultimately. If you change one decision in your life, then the entire trajectory of your life changes. If I change one decision, I may not be sitting here with you right now. You change one decision. You may not be sitting here with me right now. And when you see that, you'll talk to yourself a little more freely because you'll understand, okay, I defined it as a, as a mistake, but it all was a piece of the puzzle to get me to where I am right now. Yes. I feel like uh, one of the reasons why I feel like I am smiling and why I feel good about myself and I feel like I'm growing is that I'm able to admit and... Yeah being able to see the wrong in me. I think that is one of the, the, the best things that you can that's do. Because when you can see the wrong in you, when you can see that, that's, it's just, because some people, they they keep, that's why they stay uh, around other people. That's why they don't want to go in isolation because they don't want to see, because they know that there's some stuff jacked up and they're like, I don't want to get into that. But when, I, when I'm able to see the wrong in me and see, okay, you know what, you handled that situation horribly. Or yes. you were, you know you were rude. Yes. You yes. know you were, uh, you know you, yes. you know that went the way, you know that went godly yes. the way you said that. And when you're able to admit that and being able to actually apologize to the person or apologize to yourself, apologize to God, that right there is what gives me joy. Cause I'm like, God, you see that I'm not, I'm not like, okay, I'm perfect. I'm good. But I know that there's, there's room for growth. And can I say something to that yeah, too yeah. with you? The, the fact that you can acknowledge that at the age of 19 is, is powerful because it takes many of us years. We may acknowledge it to ourselves, but we're not going to get in front of a camera where it's going to go out to an audience and say that. Matter of fact, I know people my age and older who will never 
get in front of a camera and say that. So, you know, hats off and, and, and it shows what, what your generation is embracing, you know, a lot more than some of the generations that have come before a little sooner than some of the generations that have come before you. So hats off of that. Oh, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, I, but that, I mean, that's why I started this was yes. so that people think of the destined life, you know, oh, just great. Get it. I'm like, no, but we also want <laughs> to talk about there's yeah. things you need to get rid of. There's some things that you need to work on. I said, there's some things about me that are still really jacked up. And I'm like, God, I need you to help me. And you got to be in a minute. Like, God, I still be doing this. So I still do that. So you have to, but I love that I'm able to grow. When I see people who aren't willing to apologize, people who aren't willing to, oh, you know, see the wrong in them. I'm like that. I think it's just so sad. And I'm like, but it, I feel like it gave me a sense of freedom. Is that oh, even you just it? said it. I don't just know how it. to explain that, but it's just, it gave me freedom. Like when I'm able to see that there's something wrong and being able to apologize, I feel good. And I'm willing to, and my family, they'll seem to change me because they know that I wasn't always that person. I never apologized. It was always their fault, you know, always everybody else. But I, I feel like there's freedom within that. I don't even know how to explain how that even connects, yes. but it just does. Yeah. Did you want to say something to that? You said freedom. And I think that uh, freedom is something that is so powerful when you really experience it, experience it, because it's nothing that can be truly explained. It's only exercised and it's only in being you. That, that's the reality of it. Like freedom is really, people have tried to define freedom for years. And, you know, we've done great illustrations with people's hands and feet bound up and them really getting loose. But the reality is that what we have identified as freedom for years, we still, we may have freed hands, we may have free, free feet, but we built cages. But when you get to that space of freedom where you can embrace the best self of you, you are, you can apologize for number one to yourself, to you, to the creator, then to yourself, then to everybody else because of, you know, decisions you made and, and, and you can apologize and move on whether they accept that apology or not, whether they're at that space or not, when you can embrace the creative nature that is inside of you, even if it goes against the grain of what everybody has been used to or accustomed to, that's freedom. Freedom is freedom to be, to be who you totally are. I love it. I love it. Yes. Uh, they, so for this, because I said this summer, we're achieving self-love. That's what we're doing. And that's at least what I'm going after. Even if I feel like self-love is a continuous thing. Yes. It's not just, you know, okay, you work on it and then you got it. But it's a continue, you have to keep it going. Yeah. So for this summer, for those people who are like, okay, I want to do this, those people who may who may not have self-love at all and hate themselves, what does this summer need to look like for them? What are the things that they need to practice? What is that? Wow. Wow. Okay. So well, we're opening back up uh slowly but surely. Uh, I say still be careful as you go out, but I encourage you to go somewhere you never would go. You usually wouldn't go like, you know, you want to go there, but it would be like out of the norm for you to go or out of the norm for you to go by yourself. 
I want you to go to that space. And I just want you to enjoy yourself within that space. Mingle a little if you want to. Mingle a little, if, if you, especially if that's out of your norm. But give your time to experience you in new spaces. I um, always tell people that, you know, and we, we hear this cliche all the time in church. If you want something you've never got, you got to do something you've never done. And I always use the analogy, you know, that because uh, I believe that defi defining and divine moments happen, happen everywhere. They happen everywhere. We can be in a grocery store. We can be just doing our walk. We can be at the gym anywhere. We can have one of those divine moments. I encourage you to allow divine moments with yourself to take place in unusual spaces. Hit the gym if you haven't hit the gym in a while. I know I am. I need to. So that's one of the things that I'm doing for my self-love. I believe there are seven core areas of health. There's health in our career. I write these down all the time because I forget them sometimes. Then there's okay. social health health, financial health, family health, physical health, mental health, and spiritual health. Those last three are the three that I really focus on first, uh, physical health, mental health, and spiritual health. Those deal with you internally. You know, if you can build yourself up in those areas, then we can work on the other areas. But I want you to take this summer to build yourself up more physically, mentally, spiritually, uh, Build yourself up in those areas by going to places you've never went before, taking a course you've never taken before, writing that book you haven't written yet, doing your journaling, writing poetry, writing the stage play, doing whatever it is that you have not allowed yourself to experience. Some of you, it might be skydiving. That's not for me. Sorry about that. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> that is not for me yet. I'm going to do it. I just haven't built it up yet. It might be skydiving. It might be whatever it is. If it's something small, if it's something big, take those steps and begin to do that. Why? Because you'll fall in love even the more with yourself. I just took a course, um, a cohort through um, your super normal. I always say it wrong, but it's your super normal. Uh, with Michael Andrew Weston. And what he does is he's an identity strategist. And I know a lot of people have never heard of an identity strategist, but I'm going to tell you, this man is on top of the game with this. He deals with entrepreneurs who have kind of built businesses but yet haven't included themselves within that business. Like they're disconnected from who they are. So you go through this cohort, this eight week cohort, and it's for your business, but the entire time it's also for you. And one of the things that I realized about myself is that I have been so focused on the negative things in my life that I had ignored the success that I had experienced throughout different phases of my life. So I had to reconnect. And I know some people, it's the complete opposite. It's weird for me, I know. But it's the complete opposite for some people. But I had to reconnect those successes with those failures, using that term loosely, with those failures in order to embrace my best self so that I can have the summer that I'm about to have. So have those conversations, do all of those things that 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 you uh, desire to do that's inside of you programmed to do 
and you're sitting there wrestling with it. You're asking everybody, should you do it? Stop asking everybody, ask yourself. Now I'm yourself answering. Yes, do it. Just do it. Like Nike said. <laughs> yes. Um, that's cool that you said that because at the beginning, when I, when I started this podcast back in January and our declaration was go for it. Yeah. I like that's that. it. Just go for it. So I was going for it with this podcast. I've never done a podcast before. Anybody around me know how to do that. So they were just like, oh, well, that's, you know, you. A lot of my family didn't even know what a podcast was. And they were like, where are you watching? I'm like, it's a listening thing. But um, I thought that was <laughs> funny. But uh, it's just, there are certain things that I'm going after. And um, yeah, go it's forward, different. Bro. And it's it's exciting. But this, I feel like me going for this podcast has helped me connect with so many great people. And it's, it's, um, it's just kind of, it gives me joy. Like, I feel really good right now because I'm doing what I love. And it's just like, yeah. I never thought of, you know, a pot. I never thought I would do podcasting. You know, I just that wasn't a thing for me. Well, because I felt like it just kind of became big, like really, really big. You know, everyone's doing a podcast now, but I was just yeah. like, this is really fun, and it, and I felt like God's working on me within this because this is yes. also therapy for me. You know, because yeah, I absolutely, you know, get to learn all these different perspectives and uh, so many things. Um, so is that your destined life application for today, or do you have something else that you would like for people to? apply to their lives. See, I think that's the applic. I think it tied into it. And I always use Nike's. The only thing I will add to it is I use Nike's um, term terminology or Nike's brand uh, statement. And Nike, if you're out there looking to sponsor anybody, hey, I always use your stuff. But just do it. That's the only thing about it is just do it. Sometimes we keep so much stuff in our head thinking I might fail. It's not going to look good. People are going to laugh. Well, what about if you don't fail? And what if you do technically in your terms fail, but you learn a lesson from it and it leads you to something else? Just do it. Just do it. I told uh, one of my friends, I don't want to be 60 years old and say, well, I wish when I was 40, I did such and such and such and such. No, when I'm 60, it's going to be everything that I wanted to do. I tried it. This worked. That didn't work, you know, but it gave me the fulfillment. And that's the difference between a successful life and a fulfilled life. Yes. I think that's actually my biggest fear is that, uh, you know, on my deathbed or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't do anything that yeah. I wanted to or anything that God, most importantly, anything that God has called me to do. And I didn't yes. go after it, you know, because God yes. was looking for it. You think, yes. you know, running, you're like, oh, I'm gonna run away from God. And God, like, I'm everywhere, though. <laughs> you know? But uh, <laughs> that's that's one of my biggest fears. And I'm just like, God, help me. That's why I had to get up today. I was like, let me get up, do what I got to do. And he's like, you know, you kind of been lazy doing some stuff. And I, one of my biggest problems is laziness and procrastination because it's just so easy. You know, you're at home, you're chilling. But um, I just yes. try to get up and work, you know. Uh, but for our next segment, uh, can you give us, uh, it's called RID, Work, Adopt. This is a new segment, everybody. So what it is, is each, uh, we're going to have, you said one thing that you want to get rid of, what thing you want to get, uh, what, what thing you want to work on. And then what thing you want to adopt. So, yes. Okay. So work, work, adopt. All right. Rid. Uh, rid yourself. And I'm ridding myself even the more of uh, limited belief systems. Limit or limiting belief systems. Anything that causes you to limit who you are. I'm getting rid of it even more each and every day. 
All right. The second one was a work 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 on. Okay. Here's what I'm working on. I am working on completing projects that I lose the excitement about in the middle of the project. (laughs) I'm, I'm an author. I write books. I love to write. I love to write. But sometimes I just wish I could sit in a chair and just here, you type this and go for it. So I'm, I'm working on that and then adopt. I want to adopt more relaxation time for myself, more time to allow myself to center myself and, and recalibrate myself. So that would be my three. Those are good ones. Um, for my rid, I want to get rid of what is it? I like to say I want to get rid of procrastination. Okay. I'll say this. I, my pot, my listeners, they know that that's one of my biggest problems. I just want to get rid of just sitting around not doing stuff. Um, I just want to get rid of it. Uh, work. I want to work on um building an audience, building a community mm-hmm. right now for uh, the best in life and for those, you know, building people, you know, getting to know people, you know, building connections. So I want to work on building a community. Okay. And then something that I want to adopt, I want to adopt, uh, I don't know what I want to adopt. I think I want to adopt a new way of uh, eating. Okay. Because there are a lot of things that I'm eating right now that I'm not supposed to be eating. I feel horrible. Like one of the, lately I've been feeling horrible and I'm a, you know, as I said before, I'm a singer. So like I've been like out of breath, you know, in the middle of a song and I'm just like, all right, back up y'all sing. But I, you know, you can't do that. You gotta have yourself together. So that's something that I need to adopt, adopt a new uh, eating lifestyle. So yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say with that? Yeah, or? I just was listening to you like, yeah, that I, that's what I should have said as well, because <laughs> I'll do good for moments. Doing, especially during the pandemic. They just, yes. they just been eating up everything. It's like, you got to get listen, back to it. <laughs> listen, I went over to my grandmother's house a couple of weeks ago, and she sees me, and she's like, oh, somebody's been eating good during the pandemic. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> She calls her sister and says, yeah, her, you should see Cliff. He's a put on about 25 pounds since this pandemic. <laughs> I said, okay, this is, this is, at least I pay, I've always paid for my gym membership. Let me get consistent with going. So, yeah. Yes, your family will always call you out. That's, that's oh, yes, she definitely would. They will keep you accountable. Yes. They will hold you accountable. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, before we go, can you give us a word of advice? Just something, and it could be with, along with the what we talked about today, or it could be something different, but just a word of advice for those people who are listening. Sure. Uh, one thing I want to leave with everybody when it comes to self-love, we all have uh, portions of our identity that we either run from, don't like, or we fear. I call it the weird factor. Now I use an acronym for that word weird. And the reason why I identify it as weird is that many times we spend a lot of years trying to prove that we're not weird. When the reality is we are weird. We just have to redefine that weird. We've associated weirdness from a negative connotation. We haven't embraced it as maybe 
weird is something good. One of the definitions in the word weird is supernatural. Well, basically, we are supernatural beings. That's who we've been called, created, and designed to be. I created an acronym around the word weird after I had a conversation with one of my friends. We were joking and we play and we call each other negative names. One of the names he called me was weird. My initial response from that, because it was a trigger to me, it took me back to elementary school when people used to call me weird. And I sat back for a minute and I was like, hmm. Then I responded to him. I said, you are right. I am weird. The W, woke. I'm woke in relationship to my purpose and what God has called, created, and designed me to be. The E, I am empowered. I'm empowered to do all that God has called, created, and designed me to be. The letter I, intelligent. I am intelligent. Now, I know some of you might struggle with the concept that you are intelligent because you've been told so many times that you are not intelligent. But listen at the definition of intelligence. The definition of intelligence, intelligence is to be able to inquire knowledge, understand that knowledge, and then apply that knowledge, which means say you're driving somewhere, you don't know where you're going. You type it in your GPS system. You get rerouted. You find where you're going. You acquired that knowledge. You applied that knowledge. No, you acquired that knowledge. You understood that knowledge. You applied that knowledge. You were intelligent. I know for us men, that's a hard concept to grasp because we always know where we're going. <laughs> but that's an, an, an example of intelligence. You are divinely intelligent, as my brother Elliot Carlisle says. I say you have a unique intelligence. You have an individual intelligence. Stop measuring your intelligence off of somebody else's. We are taught to measure intelligence in one dimension, and intelligence is multidimensional. Number four, or the letter R, you are radiant. You are radiant. It is time for you to shine bright. Rihanna said like a diamond, shine brighter than you've ever shined before. Don't allow, don't dim your light anymore. You need to shine bright. And then lastly, I am demonstrative. I am willing to demonstrate and be everything that I've been called, created and designed to be. So that's what I would leave everybody with. That was amazing. You, this is, it just comes natural to you. It was just every question you just came in with it. It was like a lot. I was like, wow. And all I'm thinking of is all the promo things that I'm going to be posting. So, cause I like to post like little clips and stuff oh, and cool, cool. Uh, little things. And I was like, I have so many, so it's going to be Thank crazy you. that week. But um, yeah, I love having you on the podcast. It, I you. was truly inspired. I can't wait to go back and listen you know, because sometimes when you're sitting here, you're not able to hear everything, but I want to go, I can't wait to go back and listen. And I'm, I am sure, and I know for a fact that people are going to be blessed by this, that they are going to, um, they're going to be able to grow and be able to learn more. Um, there are people who are like, okay, I want to know more about you. So where can they find you? Where can they, uh, where can they support you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on all social media platforms. You can type in Clifton Petty John. Now I'm going to tell you, I, on my personal pages, I post a lot of controversial things. So I always encourage people to follow, follow my business page uh, if you're not for that. Here's why I do it. I post controversial and in your face things because it starts conversations with people that 
normally wouldn't have conversations with me. And I had a friend tell me, you need to stop doing that. But when people write you and tell you how they were violated at the age of six years old, or, you know, they were molested by a family member and all, all of these different things because of a post that everybody else may not agree with, you don't stop. You continue doing that because you understand that's your work. So if you want to follow my personal pages, you're welcome to. If you want to put more professional nature, I encourage you to follow my business page. You can also visit my website at www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. That's great. And I'll make sure that this is all posted on my social media on all platforms. Ooh. So make sure you all look out for that. Um, Thank you so much for being Thank here you. again. I just, I've been really inspired. I loved hearing what you had to say. You said some really great things that I want to take within my own life. And also I pray that other people apply this to their own lives as well. Um, and those of you all who are new to the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this is the Destiny Life Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us um on Facebook. Also, you can uh, subscribe to the Destined Life YouTube channel. Make sure that you uh, that you comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, thank you so much, Clifton. And um, I want to remind everyone to choose today to live your best life, and that's yes. the Destined Life. God bless you. My name is Destiny Harris, and I hope to see you all next week. Bye.